0: has been a complete joy man to have relationships with every single one of you and it's been hard for us for the past six weeks in Virginia because we're not just grieving like friends but we're grieving family right and so on the other end of that I saw some beautiful glimpses of grace can we give it up for the worship team one more time Like to just come in here and and look on the stage and there's like more people than I could ever recruit ever (laughs) that just like stepped up by the power of the Holy Spirit and just like led a powerful worship service that blessed my soul, which is way better than anything that I could have ever put together on my own power. Man, the, the, the kids' programs that have been happening from youth group to, to kids' club and to talk and to call some of the teenagers and to ask them how it's going, and they say it's going great. Man, thank you, Jesus, for, for, for just like it's not going to look like Dylan is running it anymore. But in a lot of ways... It looks like it should it looks like it should and there's so many people here that that are just willing to do the Lord's work and so I'm praising God for that special glimpse of grace man that that I've just experienced this week (laughs) you know amen if we can if we can just jump into God's Word for a minute they gave me 15 minutes I didn't bring up any notes because I didn't want to talk any longer Um, But I just want to go to something that I've deeply internalized in my soul, something that I've deeply studied uh, in seminary, um, studied in the original language, and something that has been implanted in me. It's probably something you've heard me preach on or talk about or give a devotion on, but it's something that I think is so important, and if I'm to leave you with any parting words of wisdom, uh, this would be it from the gospel of Mark, man, that Jesus has the power to heal you. Amen? Amen. That Jesus has the power to heal you. Man, so I, I just want to draw our attention to two stories here. And the first one is in Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 45. And then the second one is Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. So let's start with the first one. Jesus heals this man with a, with a skin disease. And it says this in chapter 1, verse 40. If you have your Bibles, follow along with me. If not, it's right up on the screen. It says this, and then a man with leprosy came to him. This is in the middle of Jesus' ministry, some of his earliest days in ministry. It says, Then a man with leprosy came to him and on his knees begged him. He said, Jesus, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And then it says this. It says, Moved with compassion. Moved with compassion. Jesus reached Out his hand and touched him. Okay? Now let me explain some background to you. In Jesus' day, if you had a skin disease, you were deemed unclean by the religious officials. And so what that means is you were supposed to live outside of society, you were an outcast. You didn't belong, you weren't a part of the community, you couldn't go into the markets to buy and sell. And so what they did was because you had this skin disease and you were deemed unclean, you could not come and be in the presence of God until you were healed and then until you went and made the necessary sacrifices. So here's this man, outcast of society, on the outskirts, he's isolated from his friends, He's isolated from his family. He's isolated from those people who can really care for him. And then he's placed into people, into a place with people with similar conditions. Now, I know for a lot of us (laughs) that some of the hardest parts of our lives have been because, like, in the middle of the struggle, you're swimming upstream, and and you're trying to work as hard as you can to try and dig yourself and your family and your kids out of a hole. But then you look around you. You look around you, and it's like, man, there's so many people that are in the same exact spot as me. There's so many people that are trying to do the same thing. And, and I'm surrounded by by these influences that, man, like, they need some healing too. So every which way I look, because I'm in this community where, like, uh, you know, I, I can't find any healing in my neighbor. I can't find any healing in this nonprofit. I can't find any healing in the local food distribution. Like, I'm just swimming upstream, and I'm dealt a bad hand to cards over and over and over again. And sometimes it's hard to dig yourself out of a hole When you're in the hole with other people who are in the hole with you. But here comes this man. He's in need of healing, he's in need of a miracle. And he hears about this man named Jesus. He hears that Jesus has the power to heal. What has he got to lose? He does the only thing he can think of, tries to go and grasp him, <laughs> tries, runs up to Jesus. He goes up to him, and he has a little bit of faith. He says, he says Jesus, I heard about you. Jesus, I heard about your ministry and, and, and how you were baptized and how you're the one we've been waiting for. Jesus, I, I heard that you can do miracles. I heard that you can dig me up out of this hole that I'm in and dust me off and put me back up on my feet. Jesus, I heard about you. And if you're willing, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Now, here's what Jesus does. Jesus doesn't say, no, later. (laughs) Jesus doesn't stop and wait for the disciples to, like, give him his ID and then check his background. Jesus doesn't wait for him to go and change his clothes and come back to church before he can come back in. Jesus doesn't wait for this man to do all these things, right? But Jesus does this unthinkable thing, right? So Jesus, being this person who's clean himself, who, who has no skin disease himself is, is in this spot where he has a, an infectious man who, who's got this dirty, nasty disease, and, and he does this unthinkable thing. He, he reaches out his hand. He reaches out his hand like this, knowing that Jesus himself could be in trouble, knowing that if Jesus touches this man He can become unclean himself and get this skin disease. Knowing that if he touches this man and if he associates with him, (laughs) then he can be outcast in society. Knowing. That if I go and I spend some time with this person, knowing that if I go and associate myself with him, knowing that if I sit down to dinner with this person who looks a lot different than me, who's got a lot of issues, who's got these things going on in their lives, then people might look at me and say that I'm unclean as well. And can I tell you for some of us in some of our lives that there is a barrier (laughs) that needs to come down. There is a barrier that needs to be broken. And Jesus breaks that barrier. Jesus reaches out to this man. And he says, I am willing as he touches him. And he says, be made clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Cleaned him. He healed him. There's something really important I want you to notice here. The Gospel of Mark is 16 chapters long, and so it's really short, and it covers 33 years of Jesus' life. And so you can be very sure that every single word that Mark wrote in his Gospel is extremely important. And there's one little word in here that I really want to pay attention to, and it's made clean. This word for made clean it's not healed, it's made clean. In other words, the kind of healing that took place here, it wasn't just a physical healing. The kind of healing that happens here, it wasn't just like this outward, I'm going to fix all your problems. I'm going to fix your bank account. I'm going to fix your kids. I'm going to fix your grandkids. I'm going to fix your job situation. It's not just this, I'm going to fix what's going on in the outside. I'm going to fix your relationship status. I'm going to give you this. It is a healing from the sickness and the disease and the thing that, that has crept into all of our souls, and it's the disease of sin sin has tangible effects sin has tangible effects on our souls and on our bodies and so jesus doesn't just heal this man outwardly but he heals him inwardly and he says go to the priests and he says offer the necessary sacrifice and show him that you're clean and what this means is this is that me and you we need to give jesus the permission to come into any single room of our lives Now, we've been staying at Maria and Robinson's house since last night, and they were gracious enough to host us. Now, here's what I bet happened before we came. They cleaned their house, right? And they cleaned the entryway, and they rearranged the furniture, (laughs) right? And then they, they cleaned the living room. And they wiped off the tables, and then they cleaned the kitchen, and they put away the cups. You know, they cleaned the back playroom so the kids could play. They cleaned the back bathroom. And you know what they even did? They even, like, cleaned out one of their kids' bedrooms and made the bed and stuff like that. But you know one place we didn't go, (laughs) for very good reasons, is we didn't go into the dirtiest spots of their house. We didn't go into the most private places. We didn't go into those places that they did not want us to see. We didn't go into those places where, you know, maybe they didn't have a place for some of the stuff or some of the junk or some of the dirtiness. And so they just tucked it away in their bedroom or in the bottom of the laundry basket or underneath the sink or behind the closet where nobody is looking. And so what I'm saying to you is this, is that in order to be cleansed and that in order to be healed, not just outwardly, but inwardly from our sin that has been Bringing us to death, and in order to be healed, me and you need to give Jesus and His Holy Spirit to roam around whichever room in our house and in our hearts. Man, it is a special, hard thing to get on your knees at church to come back to your shepherding group and to confess to your brother and sister in the sight of God and say, man, like I got this skeleton in my closet and only Jesus's power can restore me to the spot to where I can be back in community. Amen. So that's my first challenge. If there's any parting word that I can say to you guys, is that it doesn't matter how broken you are. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. It doesn't matter if you've been pushed out or left out of society or how you look or what you've been through or what you've done. This is the spot to be for you because in this spot, there is healing. Amen? And the last story is this. In Mark chapter 2, right after this, It says, when he entered Capernaum again, after some days it was reported that he was at home. So many people gathered together that there was no room, not even in the doorway. Could you imagine that in Maria and Robinson's home? (laughs) There's not even room, not even outside the doorway. And they came to him, bringing a paralytic, and he was carried by four, by four of them. He was carried by four of his friends. And since they were not able to bring him to Jesus, because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And after digging through it, they lowered the mat on which the paralytic was lying. And seeing their faith, notice what he says first. Jesus told the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. And then he heals them. And the point of it is, is this. Every single person in this room has been brought to this place. Maybe it was by a friend. Maybe it was by a family member. (laughs) Maybe you've had the struggle to fight to get yourself here but I want you to know that me and you always have the calling to bring our brother to church and for others to bring us to church because church isn't just church. It's not just the place where we sing songs and get happy. It's not just the, you know, where we come and, like, you know, we experience some good chili afterwards and everything like that. But church is that spot where those guys cut open the roof in Maria and Robinson's house, and they lowered them down in the shepherding group. And at the shepherding group, they preached the gospel to them, and they were reminded of the healing power of Jesus, and they had a cold drink of water on a hot day. And so I want to say to you, pursue the healing power of Jesus in others' lives and for your life. At every single moment, at every single chance you get, please, as much as you can, get into the presence of Jesus. You guys belong here. Amen. Let me pray for us. God, we thank you for everything you give us. Lord, I pray that we would always strive to be in your presence. It's not in the presence of Dylan where we experience growth. It's not in the presence of Joe where we experience growth. But it's in the presence of you, worshiping you, hearing your word, praying, leaning on our neighbors, a shepherding group coming to these, to these events and and. And then being at the food distribution and then praying for people, God. And I pray that you would lay people on our hearts right now, today, that need prayer. That need to be brought to a place to where they can receive healing. Father, so I pray for that. Bring us to a place to where we can receive healing. And bring our friends to a place to where they can receive healing. Not some fake, mystical, you know... Uh, you're just going to cure all my problems, but the deep needed healing in our souls. God, I pray that you would forgive our sins. Lord, we love you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, the worship team is going to come back up. and Oh, they're not?
1: Oh, never mind. So. Hey, Amen. Pray for us as we prepare to share some some stories. Amen. And so you can share some stories now for the next ten and fifteen minutes, but uh, you can also share out on the sidewalk, <laughs> downstairs, <laughs> hand a note, however it is that God's leading you. Father God, help us to say things that need to be said, and uh, give honor where honors due, and allow, Lord also to laugh. <laughs> And to just just um Lord, just thank you so much. I pray, Father, that that a brother and sister, Dylan and Tay, would feel full and thanks, giving thanks to their time here and to the relationships they've made here, and that they would, God, have a tank full of gas ready. To take risks for you in Virginia, ready to preach the gospel and fight the devil. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I, I, I will give you a sign if you're going too long. <laughs> We're going too long, I will give you a sign. But who will be brave? Who will be first? All right, Joe Hall. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah. Praise God. Um real quick, so good to see everyone. Um been in the season of uh managing my parents. They have been um uh, they haven't been well, so I've been back and forth in Virginia, but it's so glad to see everybody here we're here for uh Dylan and tay um, i i I prayed, and the Lord answered my prayer. I said, lord, I want to be here at least be here today and I'm so grateful um, I tell you um uh when you do ministry uh you do it because you love the Lord amen, but um Sometimes you just you just want a a good refreshing, and um, and I thank God for how um I, the Lord had uh, transitioned me over to Epiphany in Camden, and uh, and was was working with that ministry there, and then Joe and Dylan came here, and um, came out one day, and and we were at the Knights is that what it's called Kings or whatever. King Street. We had King Street. And, uh, you know, I was helping out with the, uh, with the praise and worship. And I tell you, I just, it was just a beautiful thing. I was like, I needed a refreshing. And with the acoustics in King Street, and just Dylan was just playing from a place of just love and honest worship. And And I tell you, just really, I found myself okay, where am I doing Sunday afternoon? I think I'm going over to Gloucester City. <laughs> and I just kept coming because I just love the I just loved being able to refresh myself. You know, um, again, we all serve. Again, sometimes you just need a refreshing. And I would come here and I would just get a refreshing. And it wasn't about ministering. It was just about being in the presence of the Lord. And I, Dylan, I thank you for that. Um, so honestly, I thank you for that because... Um, Uh, you taught me some things, Uh, just, just, I I really can't express it, to be honest with you, because I'm a singer, so, and I'm a worshiper, I express things in song, and I'm not going to sing, but that's how I is. But um, I'll tell you a really quick, funny story. I'll never forget, we were, I think, I almost think it was our first time here, and Dylan (laughs) Dylan had me working the projector, and think about me, I wear glasses, but I can't see. <laughs> so and he explained to me what I needed to do. We were doing a track and he explained to me what I needed to do. So he gets up, he's singing the tracks going on, and I'm under the impression that I need to advance the projector. And it was playing by itself. So I'm still and start singing and I just start pressing buttons. And then he gave me this look like, Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> he had a smile on his face. He had a smile on his face. He lit he literally had to stop worship service and come down and like almost like Stop. <laughs> so it's just a little funny thing, but um, again, Dylan, I, I, you and Tay, you, you've been a blessing in my life. You know, it's not, it's not, it's it's not a, so much about what people do. It's 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 the life they live and what you see, and how you confront. The Bible says to mock the perfect man, and we're not talking about uh, they're perfect or anybody in is perfect, but people have perfect attributes. And, and the attribute that I saw in him is just a, work per, a person who loves God and loves his family and the unity that Taylor and um, Dylan bring is just a beautiful thing. And I'm honored. I'm honored to, to have had a part of my life. You know, my life has been made full just knowing you guys. So God bless you in all your endeavors.
3: First of all, Dylan, i got to inform you, Steelers lost 38-3 to 3 today. <laughs> um, I've known you guys for five, five and a half years, and it's been a wild ride with you guys. You guys were always there for me when I needed you, always there for my sister, my family, so thank you for that. Uh, the first time I met Dylan, it was weird me and my friend were walking down the street and Dylan was doing summer camp over in the trailer park right across 130. And out of nowhere, he just goes, y'all want some food, wanna hang out, play some games? And we walked over. And I'm, I'm glad I did because if I didn't, I feel like I wouldn't be the person I am today without Dylan and everything he's done for me and everything he's taught me. Um, they gave me, Several opportunities to go on my faith and learn about the gospel, and I praise you guys for that. You guys are awesome, and Gloucester City is blessed to have you guys the last five years. Um, one of my favorite memories with Dylan, <laughs> we took about 80 to 100 kids there to Cape May Zoo for summer camp. Um, We go back for lunch at the pavilion, and Elaine, who had just came out of having knee surgery, she was on a scooter, Um, everybody's like, where's Dylan? We look over, he's riding her scooter, dabbing on people. (laughs) I have the picture to prove it. Underneath all the funniness and silliness that Dylan has, you can get serious, and he's a really good guy. And we love you, bro. And same with you, Tay, we love you too. And uh, again, thank you guys for everything. I appreciate you
4: guys. Well, um, I wanna thank Taylor and Dylan. I met Dylan at the Easter egg hunt, 2018, both my kids we were little. And that's how I met Dylan, um, praise them. Um, he had his Easter egg hunt down at the castle park, all the way down there. And then me and my kids had came and they put a lot of love around me and my kids. I'm very nervous up here, but um, I'm up here for my kids. and. My favorite and my kids probably for uh, summer camp is probably s- skating at the Cherry Hill skating rink. Um, they really loved that. They really like the Dylan's kids, and it's very sad because too is they lived right like right close to us, where I walk past their house for my daughters. Softball practice or games, so that's kind of sad. But we, um, you guys are gonna do well for you guys. I already spoke to Dylan, and wherever he goes, and Taylor and kids, they're gonna love them. And you know, and Taylor's a great role model too. And just pray to God that where they go, be loved.
5: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, God. Thank you. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. And oh man. I wanna make this uh pretty short, not to waste your time or anything, but um you know, I just remember before uh the beginning of it. I used to be afraid to uh, come to church, be afraid to uh, try to meet new people. And, you know, I remember meeting you, and you were full of joy trying to associate with all the, uh, the youth and the children to get to know each other and to make friends and, you know, to talk about Jesus in a fun way. You know, um, summer camp. I remember the uh, summer camp years before when we went to uh, that one church down over there. It was, uh, I remember you always being determined to try to help out all the kids to just understand what it means to be, uh, you know, a child of God. And I just remember seeing you every day, and it brought me hope to just try to, be more, I guess, involved, to be more in place, and to be more uh, associative, to, to meet new people, to meet new kids, and to help out. And, you know, it was, it was, a you know, a good time, just uh, seeing new faces and able to feel comfortable. It got to the point where, you know, I started going to church, and it's, you know, it's just off, off, off the rip. I was able to be part of the worship team and it was one of, the, one of the best moments of my life, just trying to be up here and play for a church, given that opportunity. And, uh, you know, you make me smile, you make Richard smile, you make Owen smile, you make all the you smile. And, you know, we look up to you as a role model because you've always been just your joyous self preaching about God. And so I thank you for just being here and spreading the word of Jesus and spreading your love. It was, you know, a good time. And again, this isn't the last time. So I'll be seeing you, but um, yeah, I uh, pray for your family. um, And I hope, I hope all do, uh, all does well. And um, I just hope that you continue to spread your love and joy with other people.
6: I just want to say um thank you so much for always being there whether we're just making jokes about like (laughs) people's length of their neck or (laughs) how shiny people's head are whatever whatever it is or whether we're just praying together and really growing a bond and I just thank you so much for being a big part of my life you know I miss you a lot
4: Hey Dylan, I just want to thank you for genuinely praying with me when I was having troubles with the family. I mean Dylan was there, I would go to him and talk to him and he would, you know, talk with me and pray with me and it was so genuine and I just, I really appreciate that. And Tay, one of the best times I ever had was when we were all at your house and we started doing the reefs together. Me and the women, we had such moment, so much fun that day. And we were all in there, and we were fellowshipping, and we had a great time. I'm going to miss you guys very much, and your prayers.
7: Some of you have heard this. Hope it's still funny for this. <laughs> Can't let the opportunity to retell this story to go by. Um, before I really started coming to Epiphany, I think I maybe came here to like visit once or whatever, the ladies were doing this uh, fellowship thing at Dylan and Tay's house and a bunch of them went out to eat first but I just decided I would meet them at the house after dinner and I get there and DJ must have, he was probably like two months old the time, maybe not even and I get there, I'm the first one there and he's screaming <laughs> and Dylan can't get him to stop crying <laughs> and um, so then I'm like, "Hi, you know uh, and I hadn't met Tay yet." <laughs> so, he was like, "Um, uh could you call my wife?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, okay. What's your phone number?" So he tells me the number and I'm like And the phone is ringing and I'm like, "Dylan, what's your wife's name?" <laughs> she answers i'm like uh taylor uh this is lisa you don't know me but and she's like you know here's her son like screaming in the background She's just like the funniest thing i'll just never forget to laugh when i taylor she said tell him i'll be there in a minute yeah. <laughs> about 5 minutes later they got there um the other kind of funny story um december 3rd of last year um i got covid i actually didn't believe i had covid I was I tested positive first and I'm like no I don't then like two hours later I lost my taste and smell I'm like oh I guess that positive was correct a couple hours after that a truck hit my house <laughs> totally like freaked me out so Dylan came around to you know check on us and and um, I was standing inside the the porch but I was like at the front door and he comes and he's like and I was like, Dylan, I have and then all of a sudden he remembered. <laughs> I was like, He got hit by a force field. He was like, I'm like, it's okay. You don't have to come in. Just just seeing your face, coming to check on me is, is enough. But I will never forget the look. I was like, Dylan, I have and he remembered. He's like I'm like, You're fine. You're you're more than six feet away still. You're you're okay. So well, at least I have some funny memories. And uh, you know, good luck guys. <laughs>
8: So much of Dylan and I's relationship was formed serving together on staff and uh, the early days of a church plant, I don't know if you realize this or not, it's kind of like the Wild West. And when you put Dylan and Pastor Joe in the same office together, <laughs> let me just paint some pictures for you. <laughs> Piles of dishes, <laughs> trash over here, not take it out. <laughs> Yeah. It was the wild west in more ways than one. <laughs> um but you know there's a lot of opportunity in the early years of a church plant to uh for the devil to just get in and work his way, um bring uh competitiveness that that brings about bitterness and um and I think one of the things that stands out to me, Dylan, as I just think about these years that we had together is uh as we kind of reined things in after that season of the Wild West, there was there was a lot of opportunity for frustration and and I think the thing that I see most consistently in your life that you know I just give thanks to God for is is humility. And uh you know, it's hard I mean being 20s, in your 20s in the ministry and, and, and just going hard and, and having to also like step back and just like take, take some medicine once in a while, like, you know, whatever, like it's not easy and it's not going to get easier. And I, I just want to encourage you as well, like just stay that course, you know, God's going to do the work that you can't do. And he's going to use what you have to offer, what, however pithy it is. And so I just want to just thank you. Thank you for honoring God by just staying humble. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's really encouraging to see all the ways that God has worked through you. Amen.
6: Hi Dylan <laughs> uh, thank you so much for uh you know taking uh like taking me on back home after youth group for last two years and uh, helping me be a better servant and helping me just like learn how to run summer camp and uh, I'm so thankful for you and your family uh, One funny memory I have is uh at summer camp <laughs> is uh Dylan getting pied in the face. (laughs) Uh, We um, convinced him to come up on the stage, and we filled a plate about like half a foot high of just shaving cream (laughs) and just pied Dylan in the face. After we all had gotten pied. Uh, So yeah, thank you. Uh, I'll miss you guys.
9: I don't know why, but when I was thinking of uh, stories about Dylan, for some reason, in my subconscious, the top uh, memory that came to mind was when we went on a men's retreat and uh, we stopped and got some cigars. And uh, for some reason, Dylan picked out the longest cigar that he could find, this huge cigar. And I'm pretty sure he gave all of us a hard time, like, you guys, you know, I've got this huge cigar and you guys just can't, can't live up to me, I'm Dylan. You know, I'm amazing, watch this. And I remember watching him get greener and greener as he smoked that cigar and could not finish it whatsoever. Um, not even half, yeah, no. For some reason, that, that memory is, is etched in there. Um, and I was, as I was thinking about it, I was like, man, that's kind of somewhat of an analogy of some of his ministry. His eyes were always bigger than his stomachs, in some sense, like he always had this huge vision Um, These crazy visions of what um, is possible, taking on summer camp, uh, ministering to all these kids, all the projects that he would take on. Um, His eyes were huge. Um, And praise God, like so many times God came through and supported him and was able to do amazing things through him. Um, I I praise God for Tay as well, too. Um, It's obvious that I'm not even sure if Dylan would make it out of the house without Tay, like how many times he had to call her. for keys or a ride or forgot this or that. Um, but it's obvious that uh, they have a great relationship that from the number of times whenever we left, Dylan had to call Tay just to check in because he missed her so much. It was very cute and adorable. Like their relationship is, is a beautiful thing. And it's a beautiful, beautiful watch. But Tay, thank you so much too for your ministry to um, the children, the women in the church. Um, you have set a great example as well too. Um, I think about like, the loss of losing them as well, too, um, and how much that hurts as well. Um, and there's been points in my life where I've had to say goodbye to people who I looked up to, who I admired, who I wanted to hold on to. Um, and there's this uh, book by C.S. Lewis called, Out of the Silent Planet, and there's a quote in it that has stuck with me whenever I've come to those moments where paths have parted and people have had to go separate ways. Um, and there's a similar part in this book um, where he writes, and how could we endure to live and let time pass if we were always crying for one day or one year to come back if we did not know that every day in a life fills the whole life with expectation and memory and that these are that day. Um, So I thank God for the days that we've gotten to spend with the Labakins. I look forward to the connections that we'll have in the future even though he'll be in a separate place and I praise God that we still have eternity to spend with them in, in heaven and we will all be reunited one day and get to spend time together like that but um, I can't give a better compliment than just the testimonies that you hear from all the people that their lives have touched but for me I know that the best compliment that I can give um, for both of them is that they both make me want to follow Jesus uh, more and better.
1: Amen. 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 Man, I remember the first year we brought back the mayor's prayer breakfast after not having one for like 50 years. And, um, I got to be a part of Helping Planet, and Dylan was going to say a prayer, and it's over at the uh, Dolson's Catering. It's a really nice place, and you had all of the police, all the firemen, all the important people of town, the mayor, obviously, all the ministers, and Dylan walks in, and we're like a year into planting the church here, and he looks like he's about to either go cut the grass or play basketball down with some dice like teens or whatever. And I won't say what I said to them to him then because it was not very pastory. <laughs> but he got the message, went home and changed his clothes. So many of the stories that I have of Dylan are not to be shared in church. <laughs> But I've watched him grow. Yeah, I watched him grow. Seeing God really turn him into Pastor Dylan here. Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, says this. He says in chapter 2, verse 19, he says, now I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be encouraged by news about you. For I have no one else like-minded who will genuinely care about your interests. All seek their own interests, and not those of Jesus Christ, but you know his proven character, because he has served with me in the gospel ministry like a son with a father, therefore, I send him as soon as and soon I see how things go with me. I'm confident in the Lord that I myself will also come soon um I just I know how hard life can be. you know, Paul is out there like literally getting. Um, attacked physically, shipwrecked, right, abused, lied on, people stoned him, left him for dead. And so he had these experiences where for Paul, Paul felt his feelings, right? We did like the emotional healthy thing. Paul was not one of those men that like didn't express how he really felt. And here he's expressing how he feels, right? He's got, he, he's got a lot of sons in the ministry. He's got, he's got a lot of people that he's led to the Lord. He's got a lot of people, but he's also had people that when it got really hard, they left. And through all the stories and all the growth, you know, it didn't matter how hard it got. We all knew we could count on you. Like, it was going to happen. No matter what supernova was going on, financially, family, health, you are a good worker in Jesus Christ. The kind of worker that we need. And I love this. I love Paul has this guy, Timothy. And what does he do? He doesn't hoard him for himself. I'm sending him. This is another community that needs a man who won't quit when it gets hard. Who won't fall apart. And will be faithful to his calling. Let me pray for us. If there's others who want to share, please do that with them. Um, But let's, 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 um, Rich wanted Dylan to help lead us in one last song. Amen. So gonna go up there, the worship band, and Dylan's going to lead. And then we will have dinner together. Let me pray. God, thank you so much. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would count our blessings as we're about to sing. That we would think about how you worked and how you moved. Would you make more Timothy's? God, would you continue the work that you started here and then extend a new work in Virginia for your glory and for the good of folks who are nowhere with you yet, who don't even know, who, who's, whose lives are an absolute wreck right now. But you're about to change it, you're about to totally bring light into darkness. God, thank you, Lord for raising up laborers for the harvest. Thank you for raising up Dylan and Tay. God, bless them in every way. Fill them. Lord, help them to know they are loved, God. Help them to know that we are praying for them. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I was loved.